How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm Lucky, and today we're going to be talking about, you know, the importance of community, of friendship, of just being around other people. And it's kind of hard for me to say that because I'm pretty socially anxious guy. I'm, I have social anxiety, and so um, now I'm, you know, I'm also an introvert. So, you know, reaching out to people. Uh, you know, making that a regular thing. Now, I, you know, I play online video games and I talk with my friends and all that kind of stuff, but it's a very small group of friends. It's not ever anything too crazy. And we kind of, you know, we all have an objective of, you know, capturing a point, you know, in, in video game terms. And it was funny. I was struggling on like a, on the topic for my next video because, um, you know, one of my subscribers, uh, Cyril, had mentioned, you know, maybe talking about, you know, the concept of evil and how, like, somebody can turn evil. Um, and I was struggling because I've never put evil, uh, you know, I'm a mental health channel, so I've never really put evil with mental health. Um, I've just never put them in the same categories. Um, now, and I'm not trying to say Cyril is either. It's, it was just an interesting topic to bring up um and you know i just put out i put out a, a couple weeks ago a video with um you know about naruto's uh, panic attack so you know I, I mean you know and they, they wanted me to do it within like the world of fiction and all that kind of stuff and um i kind of just started overthinking it a little bit too much and uh you know i ended up talking to uh, my friend citadel who was, uh, was a twitch streamer he's also a youtuber but mostly a twitch streamer and, um, you know, I was watching a stream and, you know, I'd kind of mentioned what the topic was about and I was, you know, I was doing research about it, kind of thinking about, uh, just thinking purely about evil. Uh, and I was having a big, big problem of just trying to figure out, uh, you know, how I was going to tackle this. And then he brought up an interesting point, which actually, some of this will be in the video, um, coming out later this week. So you know, it's not a spoiler or anything. It's just, uh, you know, something I wanted to kind of put out there. But, uh, you know, when I was thinking about it, you know, I had just thought about evil. And then he had brought up the point, well, you know, you could easily just, you could easily think about, you know, the way people become good, right? And when he said that, it kind of brought a spark in my, my mind. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of thinking about that. But I would have never came to that realization if I hadn't talked to him, right? If I hadn't uh, brought out my struggle with him, if I hadn't been open about that, I wouldn't have gotten another perspective. Because, I, I you know, I'm one of these people that has, excuse me, that has, uh, I don't want to call it like tunnel vision but uh you know sometimes I, I become a little too fix yeah that's tunnel vision <laughs> I, sometimes i become a little too fixated on the topic at, at hand that when i become fixated i don't i i don't have the same freeness that i usually do in some of these topics right so once i become fixated on something that's why you know a lot of my best thinking comes when I'm not put under the light. You know, I'm not the greatest test taker. Um, I'm not, you know, I mean, I eventually became good at test taking because I stopped really um, 
caring, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you. I stopped kind of caring about it. I just was like, you know what? I know what I know. And I kind of accepted that. But, you know, sometimes in, in real life, uh, not the testing is in real life, but sometimes in your regular every uh, everyday life, you know, comment uh, complications come up like this, right? And if you don't talk to people about it, you don't get other perspectives on what you should do. And if you don't get other perspectives on what you should do, you're just going to follow the same way and you're never really going to learn. And I found that fascinating because I was just, you know, we had just gone through this big, uh, you know, not to get too political on here, but um, we had just gone through the, the election. Uh, you know, I don't know about this, but it seems like we're still going through it a little bit. But, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was like both sides were like trying to make the other ones a monster for what they believed and all that kind of stuff. And I started thinking about, you know, the importance of, of two sides. Now I, I lean pretty much in the middle of both of them uh, on a lot of things actually just, and by, by in the middle, I mean like kind of undecided. Uh, I think both present interesting arguments for either case, whatever you want to call, uh, whatever they're arguing about. And I've never been that kind of definitive guy that says, yeah, that's that's the truth. That's the definitive truth. I've just never been able to do it just because I always, at least within the last like year or two, I've, I kind of come from the school of thought that, I believe you up to 99%. Like the most you can ever get me to believe you is up to 99%. Why is that? Well, there's a lot of different factors. Oh, sorry about that. I got a notification. <laughs> there's a lot of different factors that come into uh, truth, right? So let's just say I'm listening to a scientist and they're talking about biology or some, something biological, right? I believe that doctor. You know, if they show me all the facts and the data, you know, up to 99%. The other 1%, I always leave room, right, for another possibility. Now, that might be, huh, that might be a flawed way of looking at things, but it's always something that's kind of helped me. It's kind of helped me uh, navigate through different ideas, right? If somebody lays out the best argument they could they could put out there, I will always believe the most they could ever convince me is up to ninety nine percent. I'll always leave a one percent chance for another uh, opinion to come in, and you know, be right. So in that case, I'm never really able to really be swayed. So when I was when you know um, Cyril brought up this idea of evil, I started thinking about. Oh man, there's a lot of comments today. Uh, <laughs> I started thinking a lot about what I thought was evil, and the problem was when I became a philosophy student uh, a long time ago. Wow, it's been a while, man. I'm old. Um, it, that's kind of all we talked about. I mean not all we talked about, but that was a big question that we talked about and we never really got to an answer. You know, there's no definitive answer for what evil is. And, you know, there, there's things that we can all agree are evil acts, right? We can say murder is an evil act. We could say, uh, we could say rape is an evil act, right? But then we get into, um, we start to get into gray areas, right? 
So I'll give you an example for murder and the, the, the rape one's going to be a little tough, but I've, I've heard this argument before. But when you think about murder, um, so what do you mean? Do you mean murder and self-defense? You know, that that's why, you know, it, it depends on the intent. Okay, well, what if the intent was evil, but they did a good thing? What if the, what if there was a guy, and this is very, this is very like philosophically based, so I really, uh, really hope that you guys stay with me through this, but let's just say there's a guy who wants to go out there and kill somebody for no reason. He ends up killing somebody, and we find out later that that person was on his way to go killing another person for like no reason or let's just say let's just say in this case for an evil reason does that make that man's actions more justifiable for killing that person that was going to kill somebody let's say he was going to go kill a child let's say he was going to kill his wife i I don't know just something like that does that make that original person's uh killing of that man person whatever does that make it more justifiable and i would say no it doesn't um but there's just a lot of different ways to look at it. And if we look at something as, and this is a very sensitive subject. So, you know, if you're not comfortable with this, I completely understand. But, uh, you know, if we look at like something like rape, well, in some cases, uh, if you look at like uh, elephant seals, there's this really common practice of um, one of the weaker elephant seals in order to get his genes, um, in order to get his genes, uh, uh, you know, basically, uh, in order to reproduce, excuse me, <laughs> trying to figure out how to say that, um, because there's usually like one alpha that ends up like taking all, like all the all the girls, and then it becomes like uh, it becomes basically like you get what you can get, and so what will happen a lot of times is is uh, an elephant seal that's weaker will just jump on one of the girls, get get what he do, you know, does what he needs to do, and then go because he, otherwise he wouldn't be able to procreate. And you might be able to say, well, that's evil, but you might also be able to say, well, that's evil of that alpha male for stopping these other people from not uh, not being able to reproduce just because they're not as tough. Then we get into the idea of survival of the fittest. It goes down like a rabbit hole, right? Uh, and I was just kind of thinking about this concept of evil because it, it's just such a broad term. It's such a... And I don't want to say it's objective, but and by objective, I mean just never changing. Like when something is evil, um, that's universal, right? And, uh, you know, I feel like there's got to be some acts. I just, you know, even if I think of the worst acts, I think of the other side of it. I've never really been able to think of things in this, you know, black and white context. I've always thought of, and by the way there, there is nothing wrong with thinking like that in in this black and white context because i think that's how you get quick decisive decision sorry quick uh quick decisions done right if you had somebody like me trying to figure out what we should do for this person or and we're if we're in a situation and you know you have no time to really think it's li- literally just go um, you're not going to want to rely on me because I'm going to be sitting there thinking, well, what should we do in this case? And I, this, that's more of an over-exaggeration. I'm sure I'd have some discernment on what I should do in a, in some emergency situations, but I, I just kind of present that to you just to put out there, you know, that, uh, you know, I, we need different people 
in the world, right? We need sane people, but we also need. Mm, hold on, let me let me think about what I let me think about what I'm about to say. Um, we need sane people. We also need like you know mentally ill people. We need healthy people, but we also need sick people. And what I mean by that is we need we need people who suffer in order to kind of show us. Uh, in order to show us hope, right? When there's somebody that's just well, right? They're just good all the time. They're well all the time. It doesn't really bring you any hope because hope only comes if they're suffering. Now, what amount of suffering that is, I'm, it depends on the situation. But at least in my opinion, um, you can only get hope out of suffering, because when you're suffering, that's when you're hoping things happen. You're you have hope for things. Uh, you have hope that things will get better. If you're in a situation where you're in a, I don't know. Let's say you're being, uh, you're in a bad situation. Your family is in a bad part of town. Anything like that. Well, if you see somebody come out of a bad part of town and become great, that brings you hope. But you only have that hope because you're suffering. And you're hoping things will get better. And, you know, I feel like we always look at hope so much. That's why I love Buddhism and their emphasis on suffering. It's it's almost like a requirement, right? I mean, I mean, sorry. It is a requirement in most of these cases, um, you know. And I think that's – I think that's why – when I see two people argue or when I'm arguing, I really do. I really do think it's important that, you know, that there are these disagreements because if everybody was in agree in, in agreement, you know, I don't think, I don't know if we get, I feel like we'd go in a wrong direction, right? You know, if there's never any tension, how do you get stronger? You know, if I if I want to relate it to something that I love to do is weightlift. Um, you know, without tension, you can't grow. You can't grow muscles. You can't. Um, you can't get stronger, right? In fact, if you if you don't do any of that stuff uh, and you just sit around, you your muscles start to atrophy. They get weaker. And that's why I think that it's really good to have these discussions. Now, I'm not a big debater or anything. I'm not a big uh, you know, I'm not good at arguments by any means. Um, just because I did philosophy and we studied argue, uh, you know, uh, we studied logic and, you know, I did take a critical thinking class. I took an argument class. Doesn't mean I'm any better at arguing or anything like that. But one of the things I had, uh, I had a teacher in community college uh, in, for my argument class. And I remember he showed us a... Sorry, we were listening to what she called a debate. Now, I say what she called because when she put it on, it was just like, I don't remember what countries. I think they were Irish. And they one of them was just, you know, throwing everything at this guy, like him, everything but the kitchen sink. Maybe everything and the kitchen sink. I don't know. But, you know, just all these pejoratives to this guy. And we call that an ad hominem attack when you're attacking somebody's uh, character. Uh, instead of sticking to the facts, it's a it's it's a fallacy, and uh, 
And she was like, see, this is what you need to do in an argument. You need to go after them, call them stupid. I was just like, what in the world is that? How, how does that get anything done? And how is that other person going to want to talk after, you know, hearing, you know, hearing someone call them an idiot? Right. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make too much sense to me. Maybe it, you know, maybe uh, uh, to some of you out there, maybe it does. I'm not too sure. I mean, that's part of the agreement, the disagreement phase. Right. <laughs> and it made me, you know, think about, you know, I, I do like a Bible study and I was just thinking today uh, because there were so many different viewpoints. And I remember I was feeling uh, frustrated because I remember people, I just remember thinking like, man, these people are taking the word too serious, like the words on the page, you know, they were defining every little word and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I was like, man, you, I was thinking, thinking in my head because I didn't really talk until the last part of it. I was just thinking in my head, like you guys need to look past the words and think metaphorically and think this and think that. And I was just thinking like, wow, in my heart of hearts, I wanted to change these people into me. And I was so struck by that, that I actually went like quiet for a little bit. And I was like, wow, I want these people to be like me because I think that, and, and when you think about it, I, you know, I was, I was kind of just thinking like, uh, I wonder if this is what people, when they debate, the other side or, you know, whatever that other side is, or maybe if they're arguing against evil, I wonder if that's what they're thinking, right? I wonder if that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, hey, like your mindset is dangerous, is mis, mis, uh, I don't know, maybe your opinions are misplaced or, you know, any, anything like that. If that's what they're trying to do, they're really trying to help them. And I, I want to go back to, uh, I, I think I told this story on this podcast, but you know, I'll, I won't get too much into it. But when I was talking to a born again Christian, <clears throat> I just remember him and me disagreeing on basic concepts, right? But we were both agreeing, or we both had a respect for, you know, the others. I don't want to say opinions because I, I feel like, you know, we, we definitely have fundamental dis disagreements. And by the way, if you're a born again Christian listening to this, I, I hope you don't take any offense. It's just I had a fundamental disagreement with one concept that he was talking about, and I won't get too into that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was but I respected him mainly because he had an answer for everything I said. Now, whether they were right or wrong, it doesn't really it didn't really matter in this context. It was the fact that he actually put thought into those answers. Instead of me, who actually, whenever I was asking these questions, I remember thinking, I hope he doesn't ask them back because I've never thought about these. I've only thought of the questions. I've never thought about the answers. That's why I'm a big, like, I'm, a, I'm pretty good at asking questions of people. I'm not so good at answering things because I can go on forever and then I'll forget what I was talking about <laughs> about halfway through the, uh, about halfway through the discussion. And I'll be like, wait a minute. I forgot what we were talking about, right? And excuse me. Um, and uh, you know, that's why I was starting to realize, wow, I really, <clears throat> I really do need these people that listen to every word that do that hang on to every word because otherwise I might get just lost into la la land. I might, <laughs> you know, I'll just be, I'll just be sitting there like a. Uh, 
what's that guy uh splatters the paint around like jackson pollock just throw <laughs> just throwing uh throwing the, the the paint everywhere that's basically what i'll be doing with this bible you know i'll just be like oh man this is this is great you know i'll just make these words into la la land yeah and they're all subjective and you know people that we need people that are objective in their thinking right as if we had a bunch of people like me that were subjective man we wouldn't get anything done <laughs> which gets me back to the concept of evil the concept of opposites you could say you know we to think that we don't to think that we don't need evil to survive is in my opinion a great uh great misunderstanding and one of my uh you know one one of my favorite speakers uh, jordan peterson no matter where you you lie on his issues or political issues um one of the things that he talks about is this idea of archetypes and uh one of the things that he was talking about is how you know a lot of main characters actually have to embrace a sort uh, some sort of evil they're not completely all good and one one character he brings up is like harry potter um you know how he can speak to snakes just like uh, uh what's that guy's name he uh voldemort yeah um, he has similar powers to Voldemort, and that's the only way he can fight Voldemort. That's they have a connection through that, and therefore he can fight him. If you want to think in anime terms, Naruto has this demon fox inside of him. That you know, uh, actually, I won't go into spoilers or anything, but yeah, basically, uh, it was a demon fox, and he has to learn how to harness that in order to attain his full potential. And people who think that they only need because I like to think about it in light and darkness or yin yang, right? If you don't like the light darkness thing, you know, yin yang without, and that's the problem is with too much light, I believe that is evil. And with too much darkness, I believe that is evil. But with the right balance of both, you become much better. And by the way, this isn't me trying to give advice or anything. This is just me trying to tell you guys what i think about this whole thing because i feel like we always you know we either get people a lot of times leaning towards the light side so they're very compassionate and all this stuff but then that leaves room for weakness which people can take advantage of right and then you, once you feel taken advantage of then you go to the other side which is the the yang the darkness um, by the way i don't know which one's yin or yang uh, i'm just <laughs> i'm just assuming since yin was first that it's light and yang is darkness but i'm not completely sure about that um but yeah, you know, when I think about um, when I think about anybody saying like, "Oh, we, you know, nobody's truly good or nobody's truly evil," yeah, and I, I totally agree with that statement. Mainly because I think human beings are flawed, and flawed beings, you know, are always going to be kind of an influx. And I think, and but <laughs> so this has been a very philosophical podcast, but I wanted to bring it all back to mental health in the sense that I think we should also realize that, you know, people deal with mental health issues, right? Because, you know, as I've been talking to so many people, we always end up talking about physical health because we compare it to physical health. We compare it, um, I was just, I was talking to Dr. Tanessa Franks in my last mental health chat and we were talking about social anxiety and I was saying how anxiety is a natural part of life. It's part of the fight or flight response, right? You know, we're filled with adrenaline we have to make a decision. 
Uh, and it, it's totally natural. But guess what? Everybody goes through that at some point. Everybody goes through depression at some point. Everybody, you know, they deal with those things. It's just like a cold or a uh, broken bone. But they also see help for those things. And when you don't see help for those things, those things can become major issues, right? If I don't get, if I'm depressed and I don't see somebody or I don't get help or I don't, uh, I don't practice things that could help me, then I will get sicker. I will get mentally more, uh, more ill. And so it kind of brings me back to the point of, you know, everybody has the potential to be mentally ill. Just like everybody has the event, the uh, potential to become physically ill, and just like everybody has the potential to become spiritually ill, right? Everybody has the potential to be these things, and it's all, and they probably will be at some point. But when we think about, you know, oh well, if I can just get rid of this illness, you're gonna be sick at some point in your life, right? You should learn how to deal with it. Okay, so um, if I, you know, if I have a cold, I'm going to call out. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna stick to bed rest. I'm going to do this, this, and that, right? That's not the same thing as if you're depressed. If you're depressed and you don't want to go to work, guess what? One of, the, one of the number one things that my therapist always told me, don't remember not to call out if you're depressed because that's not an excuse. And I remember him saying that. I was just like, what in the world is he talking about? And I remember I took that. And one day I was just super depressed and I was just thinking, wait a minute, if I stay here in this bed, I'm going to be even more depressed and it's just going to keep going on. So I went to work. I felt, you know, I felt a tiny bit better, you know, something major had happened at that point, but you know, I felt better because I did that. So, you know, you have to tackle things a little bit differently. All I'm trying to say here, guys, you know, getting back to the point, like I said, I go off topic quite a bit, but all I'm trying to say is you kind of need that. You need the illnesses in your life to show you how great being healthy is. You need mental illness. not in, Maybe not in extreme forms, but in some form to show you how great being mentally healthy is. You know, you need spiritual illness to show you how great... Uh, whatever your spirituality might be, you know, whether it is more like w w within nature. I'm not, you know, even though I am, I, I consider myself Christian, but I want to put it out there that I don't think everybody should be Christian. In fact, that would be a little bit weird. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. If I just saw everybody be Christian all of a sudden, that would be a little weird. I don't think I'd like it because then you don't get people with different viewpoints. Just like you don't get different, you know, if everybody was depressed and socially anxious like me, oh man, that would be, ooh, oh, ooh, God, we'd never get anything done at that point, you know, but there's different mental illnesses. There's different ways we handle them and there's different ways we look at this crazy world we call life. So hope you guys uh, stayed with me for most of that. I know I went on some tangents. Uh, I went on some hard tangents, so I really do apologize, but uh, yeah, I felt like it needed to be um, – this was just kind of some stuff that I was, I was dealing with as I was making this uh, – I, I was going to make my uh, – you know, I was making the evil um, 
YouTube video that I'm going to be doing uh, later this week. But yeah, this is just some of the stuff that came in. And, you know, let me know what you guys think. You know, I always, um, you guys can always reach me at uh, mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Um, or, you know, you can always message me on my YouTube page and, you know, all that kind of stuff, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting topic. And I hope that people can see that the world is much more complex you know and i think that's beautiful so as always guys don't forget to keep it casual <laughs>